Welcome everyone. I'm your host, Angelo Santiago, and this is the We Are The Men podcast, a show that is dedicated to sharing the stories of men who are all connected by a commitment to having a positive impact on the world through the actions they take in their own lives. My guest today is Rob O'Keefe. Rob is a support facilitator with Sacred Sons, the co-convener of the Illumin of Minnesota Men's Group, and is currently working towards a certificate in spiritual direction. He is a man who places a high value on family, integrity, honesty, and curiosity. He is a father to a 20-year-old son and is stepping into what he refers to as the middle passage of life. No longer a young man, but not yet an elder. And so today I'm excited to talk to Rob, someone I've known for almost a year now. We've had a lot of deep, beautiful conversations. We've shared vulnerably. We we know a lot about each other. And yet I'm really curious, Rob, to connect with you with where you are now and really learn a little bit more about your story, how you've stepped into this facilitation in different men's groups and where you see your place in all of it. So Rob, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to get started. Thank you, Angelo. Great to see you again, brother. Yeah, always, always. And I know you're now we're, when we're recording, you're just coming off of hosting an immersion, a Sacred Sons immersion there in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. You had a great turnout. We had our good brother, Andrew Hoover there with you. So, you know, I'm excited to, to feel your energy coming out of that experience. And before we start diving into all that, I want to I'd love for you to paint a little picture for those, you know, men and women who are listening of just where you are in your life right now. Like what season of life do you find yourself in? What's happening? What do you see as like the incoming next steps for Rob O'Keefe? All right. That's a big question. Thanks for asking. I'm 50 years old. I turned 50 back in May. So I guess I find myself in life navigating this middle passage Uh, I'm not an elder, but I'm certainly not a young man anymore. And so that's an interesting place to be, (laughs) as I'm finding out. (laughs) It's an interesting place to be. I spent 20 years working in IT. I was the IT director, mostly for a manufacturing company. I went to college. I got a degree in English Lit. Worked at a bookstore, didn't want to be a teacher necessarily, so I I ended up going back and getting a degree in IT. And I worked my way up from help desk to network administrator to IT manager to IT director. You know, I did all of that. And after 20 years, I was at this place where I I was really successful. I was really comfortable. And I was bored out of my fucking mind. (laughs) <laughs> it was not good that people used to bring me, bring people would bring me the, the issues that I used to think, I can't believe they pay me to, to do this. And after, for the past five years or so, it had been just like, oh man, I just couldn't care less. Right. It just didn't seem to, to matter anymore. In August of 2022, I went to the Sacred Sons EMX in Brennan, Washington. First, I had done men's work for about five years up to that point. I had heard about Sacred Sons and I thought I'd check it out. I flew out there and went to that. It changed my life. And on Saturday night, I was talking to a a brother there. His name is Matthew Bearhart. He's a real instrumental in bringing Sacred Sons to Canada. Matthew and I were talking on Saturday night and I told him that, that I've been in IT for 20 years and 
you know, I'm really bored, but like I'm comfortable and I do well. And, and he looked me in the eye and he said, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> hey, Dave, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. The gifts and the talents that you have, and you're going to stay in this because what? Because you're comfortable? He said, that's bullshit. That's bullshit and you know it. And he said, I'm going to call you in a month and I want to know what you're doing to change your life. I love that. And I, and that's what I needed. That was the, the kick in the ass from a man who I admired and respected who said, come on, dude. Right. So I decided to go back to grad school. I'd spent eight years as a hospice volunteer, spending time with people in their final days and hours and had really enjoyed that work and had considered maybe switching to a career in chaplaincy. But every chaplaincy program I looked at required you to be ordained. And I couldn't find a religion that I was willing to sign on the dotted line and say, yes, I believe this creed 100%. And so that felt like a closed door to me. So I decided, you know what, I could go back to grad school, I could get a degree in counseling, and then I could try to work with people and help them in a secular way, you know, since this, this ordination path seems to be closed to me. It was also, I looking back, what I needed, I couldn't just quit. I couldn't just, I, I mean, I, I, I couldn't, I wasn't at a place in my life where I could just walk away. I had to have something I was moving to. I had to have something to tell people, right? So grad school gave me that. I'm going to go to grad school. And when I got accepted then, I, I sold my shares in my company. I'm very blessed there. We had done well. That gave me enough financing to pay for grad school and, and some living expenses for a few years. And I thought, this is it. I'm, I'm going to go back to grad school for two, three years, and I'll change things. And December 30th, I left my job. This January 2nd, I started grad school. And I was in school about two weeks when I knew this was not it. <laughs> Time to pivot. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, uh, man. Oh, I can kind of laugh about it now. But at the time, it was really terrifying to be like, oh, my God, I just quit everything I knew and that supported me to do this. And I know this isn't right. This is not what I want to do. So I talked to my partner, who is her name is Heidi. She is a conscious, beautiful, competent woman. I talked to some trusted friends and they all said the same thing. They said, well, look, I don't know what you should do, but I know when you came back from that sacred sons retreat in August, you were on fire. So whatever that was, go do more of that. And I was like, okay, I didn't have any other plan. And I trusted them. So I did, I had gone through leadership training one with sacred sons in the fall. But then it kind of started ignoring the emails because I'm going to be in I literally had the next three years of my life on a spreadsheet, Angelo. I had it all planned out and then it all went poof. And then I started looking at the emails from Sacred Sons again because, well, now I'm going to have time to do that. I ended up going through LT1 again, this time in what they call prime leadership. So we had a long you know, three-day weekend getaway retreat where we all as a group just bonded deep. And then we went into the 10 week online container and that was really powerful. And that 
that was the start of it. That's what inspired me to say, okay, you love men's work. You're inspired by this. This has been tremendously healing for me. How do I keep carrying this forward? And so that at the end of April, I stated my intention to try to bring an immersion to Minneapolis, St. Paul, because we hadn't, this region around me hadn't really opened up to sacred sons. We hadn't done anything north of Chicago. And again, I've seen the power of this work. And so, yeah, just coming off of that this past weekend, made that happen. I don't know if I made it happen, but I guess I, I willed it to happen. I create. You made it happen. I'm going to give it to you. You made it happen. <laughs> I found the space. I had two goals. Goal 1A was to get 20 guys. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, three weeks before it started, I got an email from Sacred Sons that said, okay, nobody has signed up. Yeah. And if nobody had signed up in another week, two weeks out, we're going to cancel it and pull it from the calendar. And it was like, okay, by the next week we had 10 guys and we got 20 to show up for the event. So I, I reached that first goal. Goal 1B was that I had really hoped that of if I could get 20 guys there, that there might be three or four of those guys who wanted to keep going, who said, I love this. Let's stay together and start meeting monthly, whatever that looks like, and continue on. And I know we needed a core group of guys who were really sold on this to keep that energy going. And I, we got to the end of Sunday, and every guy said, I want to keep going. All 20 of them, all 20 said, yeah, man, let's go. Let's make a group. Let's start meeting every month, every two weeks, whatever it is. Let's go. Let's keep going. Ooh, wow. Just the power of that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The second goal, that was goal 1A and B. The second goal was that I had hoped by the end of this, again, you mentioned I was working with Andrew Hubar, who is a tremendous leader from Sacred Sons, from some other groups around Phoenix that he's been doing this for years. That working with Andrew, by the end of this, I would be ready to host it myself, right? That I could host the immersion. And I didn't make that goal. There's a humble recognition that I have more work to do before I'm ready to lead a two-day event. I understand, <laughs> the lesson I learned was, I understand the how of what yeah. we do. I understand how to how to put these exercises together. What I need a deeper understanding of is why. Why do we do this? What this particular exercise, is that tapping into anger? Is it tapping into grief? Is it tapping into shame? Is it tapping into despair? What is the energy we're working with here? And I need a deeper understanding of that so that as that energy comes up, the anger or the grief, whatever we're working on, I can help the men work through that as it comes up in them. So, yeah, room to grow. Like you said, one of my uh, highest values is curiosity. And I'm really curious about where that's going to take me. So, yeah, a uh, big win. Just coming off a big win this weekend. Yeah, man. Feeling Honoring you for doing that, for having that vision, calling it in, what it is that you wanted for your local community, full well knowing that like this doesn't exist here yet. You realize like somebody has to do it and you looked around, you're like, that's me. And, and, and I honor you for having that awareness, coming to a decision and then 
putting your plan into action because like I, I share, you know, right at the intro of this podcast and every podcast, it's about the actions we take in our own lives. From one of the sense I get from you is that like you just are taking one step in front of the other, making the best decision you have with the information you have, knowing that it will impact others in some way. And it's not this lofty goal, like I'm changing the world. And yet these 20 men that showed up to your experience that you were instrumental in creating, that has changed their lives in some way. And it will continue to. And then they can look back, like just like you look back in August 2022 in Washington, what that did for you and continues to do for you. So I, I want to just touch on a couple of things that you said that I, I absolutely loved. The, the piece when you were there in Washington, kind of sharing your heart honestly and openly with Matthew, it's that iron sharpens iron, right? It's that like he looked at you and he's like, this guy needs some sharpening. You know, and I'm, I, you realize like maybe I'm the one that needs to do that. And and now you experience that. And not only did he give you that opportunity to sharpen yourself, he also gave you the accountability of like, I'm going to call you in a month and I'm going to find out what you do. And sometimes that's all men need sometimes, right? Of course, there's a whole lot of other stuff to talk about, but that's a huge piece of it in this men work, being that mirror for the other person, calling that man closer into the fire stepping it up. So I love that. I also love in your story about how you keep talking, you know, what I described as honoring yourself, honoring yourself in your story about the ordination. It's like, you know what, this doesn't fit for me. Like I'm going to honor myself and not just do it because this is what other people are telling me to do. I'm going to take this other path. That's honestly me. A realization that, you know, you do have more work to do in uncovering like the why, why do we do this work? You know, it's like, could you gather men together and run another immersion? Absolutely. And yet, you know, you're honoring yourself. They're like, oh, there's a little bit more for me here. So beautiful. Love that you're sharing that. And the last piece I want to highlight is you talking about sometimes it's really important to know that what, what are we stepping towards? Right. Not a, not only what are we stepping away from, but what are we stepping towards? And and I heard that in your story of like making the decision to to quit. It's like I can't just quit and kind of not know what I'm doing next. It's like, what is it that I want to step towards? And that vision doesn't always have to be super clear. I love you. I have the spreadsheet for three years. And and you know, my mind works the same as you. And it's just like I need to know every single detail. And one of the biggest lessons I learned was how to surrender all that knowing, right? Like I don't know. I don't know what a year is going to look like from now, two years, three years, right? If I look back at the last year, holy crap, like I could not have guessed that any of these things would be happening to me right now and these experiences that I'm having. So it's like plan, know what you're stepping towards and trust into the unknown, right? So thank you for sharing that, man. And and my curiosity as that being one of your values <laughs> is to tap into a little bit of the story of like, what was going on that made you sign up for that event in Washington in 2022? Cause you were clear, you, you know, it sounded like you were there and yeah, this is my job. I'm kind of unhappy with it, but I'm just going to keep doing it. But something inside of you guided you towards that experience. So for men that relate to the Rob O'Keefe that was successful, that was doing all the things, earning good money, everything looked good. But the reality is like, I felt empty. I mean, I'm I'm putting those words there, but there was something missing. What part of you was the one that was like, I should just check this out? Mm. Like I said, I started doing men's work about now about six years ago with a group called Illumin. Illumin's based in Albuquerque around the work of Father Richard Rohr, who's a Franciscan priest with a, a center down in Albuquerque called the Center for Action and Contemplation, which I love. Men's work really cracked me open on a new level. The primary practice 
with a lumen is the way of counsel. So men sit in a circle and you share, you speak from the heart, listen from the heart, be lean of expression, be spontaneous. We're not trying to fix anybody. We're not trying to give advice. That's not the place for this. You just get to share what's on your heart and be witnessed in that. And I had spent a lot of time in 12 step meetings. So I had learned how to share, but there was something even more powerful about doing that with men and men from, from all over. So I really liked it. I loved it. That's not fair. I loved it. Here's what happened. I went to my first men's group in June of 2017. Up to that point, I was like, like I think most men, I had friends, I had really great friends in college and in high school too. We graduated, we moved on, we started families, we got busy building careers and raising our families. And those relationships sort of faded away. You know, you might see a guy now and then, you might catch up a little bit, but there wasn't any deep connection anymore. There wasn't any deep sharing. And when I got into that men's circle, it just brought it all back. How much, how much desire there was in me for that, for that sort of deep connection with others. And it felt safe to do it with men. It felt safe. So my first event was in June of 2017. Three years later, there was a book online book study going on. And I thought that would look cool for me. And I thought, you know, I bet I got some brothers who would be interested in this too. So I went back through the rosters of the, the events I had been to, and I pulled out the email addresses of men that I knew. Men that I knew, men that I could call and say, hey man, it's Rob. I'm going through some stuff and I, I need to talk. And they'd say, okay, brother, what's up, right? Like they'd know me and they knew me. After three years, I went through those lists. I had 62 names, 62 names of men who I could call and say, it's Rob, but I need some help. And they'd drop everything and come and help me. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a gift. I mean, my God. And all I did was show up <laughs> and feel like it did anything. All I did was show up and go to events and meet people and be honest and share from my heart. And it grew from there. And so I became, again, I, I stepped into leadership there. I started running the chapter. So I was at that time just the convener. And I was putting on retreats and events and handling all the communication. And I was getting really burned out. I was getting really burned out. And I went to a music festival in June of 22. And they did a men's circle. And I sat in that men's circle and it, you know, you talked about honoring yourself. I realized this is what I love. I don't want to be the guy organizing the circle. I want to be in the circle. I want to be there feeling guys' hearts and connecting with them at that level. I went back to my chapter of Illumin and I said, look, I'm, I'm burnt out and I, I can't do this anymore. And that's when we created the co-convener position. So we split it up. There's three of us now who are co-conveners to manage that because it was too much for one guy. But that honoring myself, that recognition, that was also me stepping back from, I don't want to organize the circles. I want to be in the circle. Then in looking for that, I kind of tapped the energy out of that group. I knew all those guys. We did an event in June of 22. We had 25 guys there and I knew 23 of them like knew their stories, knew them inside and out. And I thought, 
this isn't challenging me much anymore. You know, I didn't have this language then, but now I know it wasn't pushing my edges, right? So there's no curiosity anymore. There's no growth edge anymore. I'm not growing and that's important to me. And so I had heard about Sacred Sons through a podcast and had been, <laughs> I'd been following them on Instagram and parsing the videos. And I saw enough white guys with dad bods in the background that I thought, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you'll fit I, in nicely. I think I'll, I, I think I can fit in. I don't have a wide brimmed hat or a, a yes. you know, a <laughs> So I did. I told Adam Jackson that too. I'm like, man, I parse those videos to look for guys who look like me. And I saw enough of them that I felt committed to that, that EMX. And that's, again, that's like you said, iron sharpens iron. And I met men there and that brought in just such so many more elements of men's work, movement, deep, deep emotional work and being held in that and being confronted, being confronted with, my own weaknesses, you know, with my own shortcomings and saying, hey, you see this, we see this, what are you going to do about it? Right? And that I, I needed that, like I said, that was an edge for me that I wasn't getting with my other men's work. I needed to be held accountable. I needed to be pushed. And it's been a beautiful journey so far. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. It sounds like every step along the way of even stepping into the first circle to stepping into sacred sons, it's, it's that stepping into discomfort. You know, once you got comfortable with the other group, it, it sort of lacked its curiosity and it's like, okay, what's, what's the next experience that I can step into that is maybe a little uncomfortable. That's a little, that's that edge that I can lean forward. And, and the beautiful thing about reaching that edge and stepping into what's yet to come in community, in brotherhood, in support. It's like knowing that if I stumble, there are men there to support me. And knowing that when I reach that peak of the summit that I'm trying to reach, there are men there that are going to celebrate with me. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it alone. I'm not doing it just to kind of, oh, this is all about me. It's like, no. And that when the man next to me stumbles, I'm there for him too. It's this like ever- just returning, giving, receiving experience that so many people in this busy world that we live in, that you touched on the busyness of life, we've lost it. You know, there's a book I'm reading currently right now, and there's a, a part in it, just a, a quick sentence that I had to write down. And it's the question is, if we cease to be busy, do we matter? Right? It's like, do I need to always be doing something in order to get that recognition, to get that validation? Like if I just stop and I just be, and I'm just with in a circle with, with you and we're just sharing, we're not being busy. We're just being with each other. Do I still matter? And easy. Yes. For me. Love that. The other part of your story that I love is this acknowledgement of like, what is mine to do when you were sharing about the Lumens men's group? What is mine to do? And also what is not mine to do? And what is it ours to do, right? It's not all about you carrying the load alone. So always ask yourself that question for if you're listening and you're like doing something and you don't really feel like this is for you anymore, always ask the question, like, what is not mine to do, but also what is mine to do, right? And where can I get support in different ways? So I love that. We're starting to kind of close in on the uh, end of the podcast here. And I just want to ask a couple things more for you is one, in all that experience that you had briefly, like what have you found to be like your specific calling? You know, you've had different experiences. It's guided you in different directions. 
what is it that you're doing now that you feel called to in the season of life that you're in to enrich and support the lives of those around you, of these men that are coming for you, uh, to you in the continuation post this immersion and beyond that? Oh, brother. I spent two weeks in Ireland in May, and I had hoped to get clarity and direction while I was there. Mm-hmm. And when I, I was journaling on the way home, on the flight home, and the journal just said, what the fuck am I doing? I didn't have any more clarity. So I talked to a good friend who's deep into Celtic spirituality. And he said, you know, the, the Celtic spirituality is often described as the mist-filled path. Mm. But it's not about clarity. It's not about seeing the path. It's about getting comfortable with the unknowing. And I said, oh, damn, yeah, Ireland taught me that lesson well. <laughs> yeah. You talked about surrender before, which is a very big word for me because I struggle with surrender. I have a real need for control and to know what's going to happen. I think that's really the crux for me right now of this midlife passage that I'm in. What do I do next? I don't know. I, I just know I'm trying to follow a path with heart. I'm trying to follow a path that is of service and that helps others. And I don't know what that looks like in 10 years, really, you know, or five years. The hardest part of it is finding the peace in not knowing. That's something I, I have to work on every day, sometimes every hour, sometimes minute to minute. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what's next? Like I said, got 20 guys in an immersion in Minneapolis, St. Paul, who are fired up to keep going. So let's put something together. And also recognizing that I don't have to do it all myself. Again, I got guys here. They want to help. Great. Great. Let's do it. Let's open this up and give everybody an opportunity to step in and bring their gifts and their talents. Absolutely. That's what's alive for me right now is how do I keep bringing this? both locally and, and whatever, you know, how do I keep, this has been such a gift. This men's work has been such a gift to me. How do I keep sharing it with others and spreading it around? Absolutely, man. And if there's any one last thing you want to say to the people listening, maybe somebody who's listening, who is hearing you say these words, getting comfortable in the unknowing, right. In the unknown, or even maybe they struggle with the idea of asking for that support. Is there any one last piece of from your heart that you feel called to share to those people right now? Mm. What comes up for me is you are not alone. You're not alone in what you're feeling. If you're feeling isolated and alone, you're not alone. There are brothers out there who, who are willing to connect and want to connect, but can you find it within yourself to have the courage? Because you got to take the first step. You got to make that first step and push yourself out there. If you can find that courage within yourself to just put yourself out there to do something that you've never done before, I promise you on the other side of that is exponentially more than you could ever have dreamed. <laughs> I promise you. Love it, Rob. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, yeah. So good. So somebody right now has heard this. They've gotten that courage. They want to connect with Rob O'Keefe. They want to learn a little bit more of what's going on in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Maybe they heard you share about Illumin and there's a curiosity there for them. And they want to connect with you just to pick your, your brain, connect with you heart to heart, 
how do they do that? I suppose Instagram is the easiest way. My handle on Instagram is Rob O'Keefe with no E at the end. There must be at least like 700 million Rob O'Keefe's in the world because <laughs> I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't find any variation. But so it's Rob O'Keefe, R-O-B-O-K-E-E-F on Instagram. You can follow me there or you can find me on Facebook. And yeah, reach out and connect with me if you if that's where you want to start because I'll be happy to I'm happy to connect with you on a, from right here and happy to help you find what's next for you in your local area. So awesome, and we'll have that in the show notes if you want to connect with Rob on Instagram, Facebook, and learn a little bit more about what he's up to in his life and maybe if he has something to share with you in addition to these beautiful words and these stories and these experiences that you've shared on the podcast. So thank you again, Rob. Before we fully close out, I'd like to invite all my guests who are on here to go into a little bit of a visualization and to see what are these final words that wanna come through you? What is that which needs to be said in this moment? If you're listening along at home, I invite you to join us, take a deep breath and center yourself. When you find yourself on an open field, thousands of men are with you and you are about to address the world. You begin to speak and I want you to finish this sentence. We are the men who believe in something greater than us. We are the men who believe in something greater than us. Yeah. Thank you, Rob O'Keefe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the We Are The Men podcast. We Are The Men is a global movement and I wanna invite you, the listeners, to be a part of it. Go to wearethemen.com to sign up for our mailing list and learn how you can get involved. If you like what you heard, please take a moment to rate and follow this podcast to help us reach more listeners. All of us know men who could benefit from hearing these conversations and engaging with our community. Please share this podcast today with someone you know. I wanna say thank you again to Rob O'Keefe, I'm Angelo Santiago, and we are the men.